The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. are listening to the Joe Mays and j Rap Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, duck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. College football. But now Blackledge is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the bundle. Garrity! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 218th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here tonight and uh, plenty, plenty to talk about. Um, you know, it's, it's been a been a great sports weekend. Um, I think I think when we when we take a look at, at your team uh, today, that that will still hold true for you. Um, and honestly, the way that the way the weekend has gone so far, like I honestly can't really complain about um, the outcome, regardless of how my my team does uh, later on. So yeah, it's a, it, I really couldn't have picked a way for it to go any better. The sports gods have been pretty kind to me over the last the last month and a half, at least. If you take out the Dolphins, even longer than that. We haven't seen Penn State lose since the end of September. We haven't seen our high school, the Wilson Bulldogs, lose since mid-September. And now my Dolphins haven't lost since early October. And uh, I don't really know. I feel, and my dad has mentioned this about, because he's also a Cowboys fan, so he's even higher up on the uh, totem pole than the Dolphins are, riding a 10-game winning streak, which we'll get to in a moment. But he says it's all going to come crashing down on one weekend. And, you know, now I'm like, well, what's it going to be like next weekend? Because um, the Dolphins have the Ravens, Penn State's in the Big Ten Championship against Wisconsin, and Wilson plays a nationally ranked high school team that was, quote, a Division One factory. Um, <laughs> Dan Marino went there, by the way. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know. despite that, they're still a Division One <laughs> So, yeah, well, if anyone is joining us on Facebook Live, hopefully this is working. Um, we'll see uh, if any of that uh, is true or not, if anyone is tuning into our broadcast. Hopefully it's working. I didn't get a chance to test it in any capacity. Um, so we may not – we've been missing a few things tonight. We won't probably do any of the contact info as I'm still tinkering around with the new system. Uh, and any new system that's also free is a positive in my book. Nice. But being able to broadcast directly to Facebook, if it works, or whenever I get it to work the way I want it to work, um, can only be an added bonus for us because uh, what a huge platform that is to just be automatically in the feed without having to go to any other exterior site or anything like that. So uh, hopefully Facebook Live is working. Um, but yeah, so 218th episode of the show, we're going to be talking uh, mostly NFL. Maybe we'll cover some Penn State stuff if we have time at the end. But we, uh, you know, we don't want to overlook what the Nittany Lions have done, you know, winning eight straight games, winning the Big Ten East Division, and making the Big Ten Conference Championship game, except for Indianapolis on Saturday, where my father is attending. Uh, he's going out there with my aunt and uncle and a family friend. They're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, if they see a Penn State victory, oh my wow. Gosh. They'll be losing their minds. They will be losing their minds. And then Penn State fans will be losing their minds when they're left out when of the college football the playoff. playoff. Yeah. But um, that's a discussion maybe for a week from now. So 
Um, let's go in, jump into the NFL. And obviously this being the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we have three Thursday games to talk about rather than your normal one. And up first at Thanksgiving lunch was the host Detroit Lions, as they have done for many, many decades now, taking on the Vikings, which the Vikings hadn't played on Thanksgiving in 21 years. I was surprised to hear that, you know, it's kind of hard to believe considering the Lions play. Right. So they like to schedule those divisional games. So usually Detroit is playing someone like Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago. But yeah, the Vikings hadn't played on Thanksgiving Day since I think it was 1995. And Minnesota has a very good record on Thanksgiving Day. I think entering this matchup, they were like six and three or something like that uh, on uh, Thanksgiving Day games. But that record would suffer a hit as they traveled to Detroit this Thanksgiving and fell to the Lions 16 to 13. Lions getting yet another close victory, which has just been um, the way Detroit has operated this season. They scored uh, six points to the Vikings, three in the fourth quarter, to nearly edge them out. I know uh, Minnesota was winning down the stretch, but Detroit came back and uh, snatched the victory and now alone atop uh, the NFC North at 7-4, and four, one game in front of the Vikings with now the tiebreaker. Yeah, and they, they beat the Vikings both times they right. matched up this year. I know um, – I'm not sure it's every single one of their wins, but I'm I'm sure it's the majority. I think it's six out not, of seven. Right. Six out of the seven wins for the Lions, they have been trailing in the fourth quarter. Um, and obviously, in their four losses, they were trailing in the fourth quarter at some point. So that's crazy that out of 11 games, 10 of them, they were um, trailing in the fourth quarter at some point right. and are seven and four and in first place. Crazy to think. Um, yeah, especially – yeah, you look, Jim Caldwell was probably coaching for his job this year, um, in Detroit and he was able to, um, you know, kind of turn things around and, and they're doing really well. And there's some, you know, instability other places. Uh, the Vikings, you know, with all the injuries and things that they're trying to fight, trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, you know, I, we, we started to see the articles now, uh, coming up. Uh, I think ESPN published it. Uh, should the Vikings regret the Sam Bradford trade? Right. Basically saying when they were 5-0, and it looked like a genius move. Because right. they're like, oh, man, they're all in. They might be the Super Bowl favorite. Well, we're Now 1-5 in yeah, their last Yeah, they were 5-0, and oh, and now they're 6-5. and five. Um, and so, Fighting uh, for a playoff Trending spot. in the wrong direction. They're and, like the Falcons last year. Yeah. And so you look at it as – imagine if the Falcons would have – if Matt Ryan was hurt and they traded for somebody else, you know. Because they gave the Eagles their first round pick for this year. So every time the Vikings lose, I'm excited because right. the pick's the just helping moving further and further, including the Eagles are one of those losses for the Vikings. Um, helping their own cause there. Right, exactly. So, you know, I, it's fun watching the, I love Thanksgiving Day football. It's fun now that the Lions are. Relevant again the last four or five years or so. You know, like it, it's been more fun knowing they weren't going to get trounced uh, in that game. Yeah, and they've started things off. And this wasn't the most exciting game, but it wasn't a terrible game. And it was a close game. So um, it came down to the end, and the Lions won again right at the end. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think about the way Detroit was playing this year. But, you know, they're one of the teams is proving us uh, wrong. We didn't think Detroit would be much this year. Now, they could fall apart. They're 7-4, three games above five hundred. you know, with five games to go. Um, but the way the Packers or Vikings are playing, nine wins could win that division. Yeah. So, you know, they, the, the Lions could go two and three down the stretch and still come out on top. Yep. So not what we expected out of the NFC North uh, by a long shot. Maybe a month or so ago it probably was because Green Bay's – was still looking like, yeah, maybe they'll probably get it together. Right. The Vikings were probably at that point five and one, probably coming off the loss to the Eagles. You know, still okay, but man, the sky's definitely falling in Minnesota, and you're starting to hear stories like that about Sam Bradford. So the later game, or what used to be the last game on Thanksgiving, was the one hosted by the Cowboys, and they've also been doing that for a long time as well. They got to welcome in a division rival in the Washington Redskins and a huge game in the NFC East uh, and in the NFC playoff picture. Washington, uh, a little rocky earlier in the season, but it's playing really well of late. And what can you say with the Cowboys? They had won nine in a row, only loss coming in the season opener against the Giants, I believe, by a point, which honestly, they probably should have could have won that if, game. If the wide receiver gets out of bounds, they probably make 
a field goal and, and uh, probably end up winning the game. Right. So teams playing really well, a lot of history, huge rivalry, and a great game. Uh, it was a little rocky, you know, a little bit lower scoring than people expected. Dallas held a 17 to 6 lead in the third quarter and all of a sudden they exploded. Points wise, Redskins scored 20, Cowboys only got 14, but with the lead they had built up, Dallas holds on for the victory 31-26 to move to 10 and 1. Redskins dropped to 6-4 and 1. Dallas now swept the series with Washington, so because of the four, four game, uh, lead in the win column plus the head to head victory, Cowboys real threat in the division is probably the Giants now, and Dallas has the Giants coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, and, and, the reason they would still be the, the biggest threat too is because the Giants are the Cowboys only loss. Right. Like, so if the, if the Giants could work their way into a tie, they would have, you know, that would be basically including another Giants win over right. the Cowboys. That would, that would lean towards the, the Giants then. But the Cowboys are just playing unbelievable right now. That offensive line is incredible. Um, and the, like the, they're playing incredible, but it's allowing, the rookies to play incredible too. I don't want to make it sound like the only reason they're doing well is because of the offensive line. I mean, because, that's a large part to it do is, with it, but it it's is. not the only reason. But it's reason. not like, right, I don't mean it to say like they're not doing anything. You know, I don't want to say that anyone could be back there doing it because I don't think that's the case. Could there be other people that are successful in this similar situation? Absolutely. But I think there are other rookie quarterbacks that could screw it up or rookie running backs that could oh, screw it up. Sure, yep. For sure. For sure. Like early in the year, Elliot had an issue with ball security, fumbled a few times. Well, it hasn't happened. No. Like he, he, he fixed, fixed it. it. He fixed right. the problem. Exactly. And they talked about, um, yeah. So like just along with those things, like they, they just want, they're, they're getting better. Like, you know, the rookies aren't playing like rookies and the line is allowing them to kind of develop and, um, they're, they're looking really good right now. Yeah. I know a lot of people, you know, even a month ago when they were five and one, six and one, people were just like, don't worry, you know, not going to happen. Well, they're at double digit wins before December. I know people are laughing about it. December collapse. Cause that's what happens. This, this, it just feels different. There's just something about it feels different. They just have a confidence, which they've earned to have about them. And the Cowboys just seem destined for bigger things. Like right now, it's, it'd be a, a disappointment and even a shock if they didn't make the NFC Championship game. With, you know, they technically, I mean, if they won the number one seed, they only have to win one game and they're there. But we can still dream, right? <laughs> well, coming from an Eagles fan, sure, I wouldn't expect anything less. Right. But go the, Seahawks, go anyone well, and everyone. We'll get to that. In yeah, a bit. I know. That, that took a hit this week, <laughs> yeah. too. So Dallas at 10 and one, five games left. They have a big one this week where they can really put a dent in the Vikings uh, playoff hopes where they can uh, really, really set them back in terms of making the, the playoffs because... See, we've reached the point, and this this sounds terrible. I Don't get me wrong. I am not rooting for the Cowboys this, this week. They play again on Thursday, which is kind of Well, odd. because Minnesota also played right. on Thursday, so it's not as big a deal. However, if you look at this where... So the Cowboys are going to play the Vikings... If the, if the Cowboys win next week, while that's, you know, typically you're like, oh, that's terrible. You're an Eagles fan. The Cowboys won. Yes. But at six and five, Eagles, not, I'm not saying the Eagles are a playoff team, but it's fun while they're still in the hunt, right? Oh, yeah. And they're absolutely. still in that third column that they always show in every network of the teams. Still like, in the mix. You at least have a shot, right? So the Eagles are at five and five right now. They play tomorrow night. The Vikings are at six and five. So they're, Another team in that mix. So, like, Dallas beating Minnesota helps the Eagles. Right. That would help the Eagles. Also, the Eagles are not catching the Cowboys. Like, they're not going to catch the Cowboys for the division. So, the Eagles, if they get in, they're getting in in the middle column as a wild card, which means they need those other teams in the middle and third column to lose. And so, Minnesota is one of those teams. Also, another loss bumps that draft pick for Minnesota up again. And the Eagles have that first round pick. So, that can be helpful too. Like, I'm not rooting for the Cowboys, but I can find benefits to the Cowboys beating Minnesota specifically. It's usually the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but it's usually the Eagles wanting the Giants to beat the Cowboys or, you know, that not the Cowboys to beat the Vikings. Right. But right. that's the way it works. I mean, you're exactly right. The 
Eagles should want the Cowboys to keep winning because well, they're knocking other teams in front of right. the Eagles like, down. What, right. Actually, literally, quite possibly every game that Dallas plays, it would make more sense for the Eagles rooting interest for Dallas to win then. Right. Yeah. And when I like, and today was kind of one of the first days where it really influenced the games as I was watching, like who I was rooting for based on, I want division winners to keep winning and the other teams to lose. Like that's basically where we're at. So like Atlanta won early. I wanted Tampa Bay to lose late because not because I want them, but because I want a clear cut winner in, in the NFC South and the rest of the teams to be terrible. That's what I want. You know, like that's what you're rooting for so that there's not, you don't end up with lots of teams all vying for two spots. Now, as a football fan in general and as an NFL fan, they absolutely, you know, they want as many teams in it as late as they can get it. Yeah. That makes more meaningful football come Christmas time. Well, me as a Dolphins fan, I'm in the exact same boat because the AFC is top heavy. And then there's the AFC West that keeps winning. And then there's the Dolphins. Which actually has the top seed right now. Right. How crazy is think, that? Yeah. That the, I, I didn't realize until this past week. Yeah. People hyping up the Raiders yeah. as the number one seed. I was like, wow, that's crazy to think about. But, I mean, Miami. Well, we'll get to them in a moment. Let's finish the Thursday game. Yeah. Pittsburgh at Indianapolis was the Thanksgiving nightcap. I know the first two games had higher ratings than last year, and they were both good games, both within a touchdown, going down to the wire with historical franchises, big rivalries. Later game, if this would have been, what, six years ago? And what, probably and, would be huge. Or game. even when they scheduled the game, like thinking, oh, you probably have two division leaders. Possible. Quasi probable. true. But, like, you know, this had the potential to be a huge game. It was a meaningful game, but not not did not the marquee game that the NFL. Well, the Colts just haven't been NBC able to was do really anything the last two years. Right. They, they were hyped up, you know. They got Deflategate rolling. They had reached the AFC Championship game and lost that game. But since then, they've done nothing. Andrew Luck has has had his weeks here and there, but he's had injury issues. Didn't even play in this game. Pittsburgh, same thing. They started off pretty good, and ever since that loss to the Dolphins. Has really, and the Eagles, really, that started right. it. And then there the were, Dolphins. They were 3 and 0 coming into the Eagles game, I think. Yeah. And then 3 and 1. And they, I think they won a game, but then they lost to Miami. And since, right. you know, it just kind of hit a rough, rough rocky right. time. Well, this victory over the Colts on Thanksgiving night, 28 to 7, got Pittsburgh above 500 for the season to 6 and 5. But they're still chasing the Ravens. And it's a little bit of a, a surprise. And that was. Yeah, so I don't know, but like the Ravens game today also was like every other Ravens game this year. Like, you mean Justin Tucker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who had at had least three fifty plus field goals right. for sure? Yeah, which is just ludicrous. And one of those, well, he was iced on and had to kick it again and made them both. Like it doesn't it matter. Does He's not care whatsoever. Um, so yeah, Steelers beat the Colts to move to six and five. Colts dropped to five and six. Not out of it because the AFC South is such a dumpster fire. But the Steelers chasing the Ravens needed the Bengals to pull the upset in Baltimore today. They didn't get it done mostly because Justin Tucker was so automatic from deep. Right. Chipping in. I think he actually well, ended up with They pointed four. out in this game, and the Bengals have had kicking problems all year um, with Nugent, Ohio State guy. Um, but the, the Ravens, they get, you know, to like anywhere close between 35 and 40 yard line, they're going to kick a field goal. The Bengals were getting to the same spots, like in in matching drives, and had to punt every time. Like it, it just was one of those things where you want to talk about. We talk about it at other levels where there's a lot more variation in kicking, but even in the NFL, we're seeing more and more like variation in kicking. There, there's a difference between teams that have great kickers, Ravens, and teams that don't, Bengals. You know, and that that was a major difference. Not necessarily the reason why this game went the way it did, but a major reason why the Ravens are able to come out on top in games like this, where they don't play particularly great, but you know, they, they do enough to win and the offense is good enough. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. Uh, Cincinnati's offense is really struggling without AJ green. Um, to be fair, they weren't lighting the world on fire with AJ green. Um, they were inconsistent at best. Yeah. They had a higher high, with AJ Green, now that ceiling has dropped a lot, yep. um, which makes the inconsistencies more 
like it makes More it prevalent. worse. Yeah. Right, yeah. So Well the Ravens have uh, the tiebreaker with the Steelers. They're both six and five, but Baltimore beat Pittsburgh back on November 6th, 21-14 in Baltimore. So Baltimore still has to travel to Pittsburgh. And looking at the Ravens schedule. Christmas Day. It is, it is not an easy schedule for no. the Ravens down the stretch. They host Miami this week, which is huge because huge game. if Baltimore doesn't win the NFC North, that's a wild card tiebreaker right, right. there. Then they have to go to New England, which how often do the Patriots lose at home? And that's a, that's a Monday night game. Then they host the Eagles on my birthday, who will be playing for their own wild card spot right. in the NFC. And, and honestly, well, the Eagles in Cincinnati are probably the two weakest teams they have left on their schedule. And neither of those are pushover teams. No, I'm not, none of these, like, like you, they could honestly go five and out or oh and five. Well, they could honestly go four and one or oh and five because they're right. not beating New England in New England. So that's not happening. Yeah, right. Although Baltimore is one of the teams that always yeah. thorn in their side, right. so maybe I, yeah, who knows? But, but after that game on December eighteenth, December twenty fifth, Christmas, you mentioned Pittsburgh hosts Baltimore, and then Baltimore's to go to Cincinnati. Now I know they just beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati's struggling, but it's a rivalry game, and Cincinnati could possibly kick Baltimore out of the playoffs altogether, or change who wins the NFC North. On New Year's Day. Right, yeah. So Baltimore definitely uh, has a an interesting schedule the rest of the way. All right, Rams, Saints. Not a Saints? lot of bearing on this, but the Saints, Saints unloaded. Up, up 21 in the fourth quarter, running trick plays. And it's no coincidence, and they brought it up multiple times on the, on the um, broadcast, that the Rams defensive coordinator, Greg Williams... Oh. Is the guy who basically got the Saints in trouble for Bounty Gate. Yeah. Um, and made Sean Payton sit out. He didn't make Sean Payton, but his actions were what caused the, <clears throat> the problems in right. New Orleans years ago. And now they might have been making a bigger deal out of it than the team was, but you don't often see NFL teams running trick plays up 21 in the fourth quarter. No. Um, doesn't happen all that often. But. At the same time, whatever. Uh, Drew Brees played lights out today. Um, I think five total touchdowns, four passing touchdowns. Um, so he, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. So Saints get the win 49 to 21. Elsewhere in the NFC South, the Falcons host the Cardinals and they got a blowout victory. 38 to 19, the Falcons beat the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are another team struggling. Major right now. disappointment this year. For sure. And I'm glad because the Dolphins still get to play them. Speaking of my Dolphins, they held on for a victory I over the 49ers, 31-24. This is their sixth the consecutive end? victory. I'm sure you saw the last play of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that was crazy. So, a, a lot going on, and a lot of um, political ramifications in a game yeah, that really. is just crazy to think about. Well, the timing is just absurd. Right, because um, I don't think there was... Just to be playing in Miami the, the few days after this happened, and then... And, like, I I don't know. I To talk just quickly, not to get into it a whole lot, but I don't really know what was said, but I know... Kaepernick wore a Castro shirt earlier over this the week. summer. I think oh, no, it was oh, over oh. the summer. It was okay. in like August. See, I, I thought it was this week. No, but obviously he was asked about it this week. And then he, he, I don't he know gave, what, basically gave him tepid support and basically said he's right. not as bad a guy right. as people make him out to be, which obviously made <laughs> Cuban Americans like want right. to jump through their TV screens or radios and right. strangle which the is, guy, which is not going to hit home more anywhere. Then Miami, right? That right? Then Miami. So they're playing in Miami this week. So that's crazy. Literally, like two days after this happens, a day after this happens, and then Castro dies. Like it's just insane. Yeah, it's it's, insane. Yeah, it's what an interesting chain of events unfolding here. And then, of course, when he gets introduced, he gets a pretty large course of booze. And this is on top of all the stuff going on with his uh, kneeling protest. The the end of the game, he's running. And it was – I had a flashback after the fact of, like, the Tony Romo drop snap in Seattle where I was like, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Because I thought he was going to run it in. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. They don't have a shot. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's going to run it in for a touchdown. And then Indomitian Sue just, just 
pops up out of not out of nowhere. He was hustling down the line, like he was doing exactly what he's supposed to do. You know, don't don't chase him back, especially a guy like Kaepernick. Meet him. You just have to keep Get him to from getting to the yeah. end zone, and he certainly did. Yes, he did. Um, I thought he broke him in half. <laughs> um, that stadium would have erupted. <laughs> you would have heard a loud cheer because they won the game, and then an even louder mm-hmm. cheer because Colin Kaepernick uh, and then was ending. and then the announcers would have brought up how the Eagles fans cheered when Michael Irvin got hurt, like because that's just yeah, the way well, it works. Totally, totally. But, but anyway. Regardless of how the win went down this week or even last week, if you want to go back to the Dolphins, 10 straight punts and then touchdown, touchdown, touchdown to win the yeah, game. Nuts. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just like we talked about with the Lions earlier. They're winning games. Um, and it, that's a good win. You know, this is a game that the Dolphins have lost how many years? Like, like your entire life. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, this is the game they lose, right? Oh, like, yeah. this is the game. Almost that they every lose. game that they've won over the last six weeks, they probably should have lost. Right. Not like, too many and, that- and these are the games where like last year, like at the end of last year, when we're looking back and we're like, oh man, they really should have been nine and seven or ten and six. And you're looking They're at getting where it the goes wrong. Now. Like, these are the games where that happens. Well, and like you said, it's a couple plays, switch that around, and that's the difference between being seven and four and right in the mix in the AFC and being four and seven and out of the mix in the AFC. But early in the season, they, that wasn't happening. They right. could have, maybe should have beaten the Seahawks. They possibly could have beaten the Patriots in New England. Didn't get either of those done. Now, I know Brady wasn't there, but they all the more easily, reason why they probably should have gotten that. Easily could have won those first two games, but they probably. Maybe shouldn't have won the Browns game. Right now, the Pittsburgh game they looked pretty good, and that didn't come down to the end. But they easily could have lost the Buffalo game. They easily could have lost the Jets game. They right. easily could have lost the Chargers but game. You look they at easily could have like, lost the Rams game. Honestly, they easily could have lost today. The the Cincinnati game. Like, yeah, that's just. But bad. that was a Thursday night game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it? Thursday night road games. That's tough. The Tennessee loss, while not great, Tennessee's better than a lot of people thought. I was ready to to throw in the towel right, after that right. one. I was like, they're done. Right, and it's then October they come back and they beat and, the Steelers the next week. It's October like, 9th and they're done, and then you, they beat you're the You're not going to let me, like, you're not going to let this die off. And then they beat the Bills, you know, like, so then, you know, oh, my gosh. Because I remember after after that loss to Cincinnati, it's been, or after the loss, sorry, to the Tennessee, Titans, yeah. you're like, well, they've got to beat the Steelers and the Bills, and they're probably not going to. Well, they won both those games, and then and now know. they've won four more since right. then. Right, so it's just crazy. Yeah, I believe they're still the seventh seed in the AFC, which doesn't take math yeah, but to figure out. They only take six teams. So. Yeah, but it's going all right. Like they have the tiebreaker over the Steelers, which is huge. They have, as of now, a tiebreaker over the Bills, which would be nice. Chargers you know? and Jets, too. right? Chargers and Jets. So they have a lot of divisional wins, which are. Or and conference wins, sorry. Like that's that's going to benefit them. Yeah, let me phrase that. It has the potential to benefit right, them. Right. Yeah. On the stretch. Um. Oh man, it's just if they would have won that Tennessee game, but they weren't really in it. No, no. I'm telling you, the Cincinnati one, but that's a Thursday night game on the road. They that's have to a, win this one. week. The one at Baltimore is huge. That's a huge one. It's a huge game. And this as week. crazy as it is, conference Arizona game, is a team they should beat, team. but it's an NFC team. So honestly, if they were going to lose one, Arizona is the one to lose because right. an NFC team. While yeah, that's a, a team that you should beat. You still have your three divisional games to close it out. You have it in your control, basically. And the three biggest games, the ones that matter, are all on the road, at Baltimore, yeah. at the Jets, and. And at Buffalo. Now, they host the Patriots, but that may mean nothing to New England and may mean everything to Miami. On the other hand, as of right now, New England may be battling for that number one seed. Depends on how the Raiders finish. Right. So How crazy would that be? That can't happen. we got to bring up the tuck rule, right? Uh, So, not helping the Dolphins in any way were the Jaguars, who um, were were flying around on defense, playing really well. They led 7-6 at halftime, but the Jags' offense just... Can't get much going. They got to 21. They scored 14 in the second half, but Jacksonville defense couldn't keep it up and gave up 22. Buffalo wins that one, 28-21. And um, disappointing year for Jacksonville, for sure. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think changes are... Well, we already saw some. This isn't breaking news. Craig Olsen's gone. It's it's not breaking news. The owner said over the summer his playoffs are bust this year. Well, it's bust. They're not going to make the playoffs, so... Um, we'll see. The, the Bills, uh, on the other hand, are right in the thick of things. Right. Well, Miami needs to end them in a few weeks. <laughs> Titans, Bears. This one was a little bit closer than I expected. Yeah. Um, Tennessee was winning 21-7 at halftime, but Chicago fought, fought, yeah, fought back in the fourth quarter 
to cut it, but Tennessee ended up to hold on to win 27-21. Marcus Mariota, another good, solid day from him. Um, he's playing really well. Their loss last week, a little bit disappointing to the Colts. That one, if they would have beaten Indianapolis last week, they'd be right, right there. Uh, I mean, they're still there, but that right. game last week against the Colts, that one could end up hurting their chances. Tennessee has something building though. If they can get, you know, a reprise from Mario in his third year and DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry and next Derek year. Derrick Henry started he finally good today after he was stashed on our bench right. for how long? Yeah. So Titans over the Bears, twenty-seven, twenty-one. Giants got the uh, bye week, week off against the Browns, 27-13. Um, I don't have too much to add about that, except that it's been almost a year since Cleveland last won a game. And the starting quarterback was Johnny Manziel. We've reached the point where I – like, I kind of was in the boat where the Browns have to win a game, right? Like, they have to win a game, right? Like, no well, one's we going said that about 16. the Lions. I really don't know that they're going to win a game. And well, did you see the Falcons trolled the Browns today? On Twitter yeah, about um, uh, yeah. Taylor Gabriel, yeah, yeah. So, not that Gabriel would be the difference in Cleveland right now, no. Um, but unless he could play quarterback, the, which honestly at Cleveland he probably could play quarterback. The best news but, for the Browns is they can't lose next week. Um, although there'll be they'll plenty of NFL way. memes going around about the Browns losing their bye week, but where it matters and the real deal, Cleveland is on a bye next week. They cannot lose. They then get to host Cincinnati. Shouldn't win, but could win. They then go to Buffalo. I'd probably say the same thing. Probably won't win, but could win. They then host the Chargers. Again, chance. Then they go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will be playing for something. There's no chance they win. For a long time, at the beginning of the season, I was saying that's their chance. Because Steelers are going to have it locked up. Well, they're not. They're they're not going to have it locked up. They're going to be playing for something, so... That last they have game's three weeks to do it. To they won't be favored in any of the four. No, easily. No, no way that's happening at all. Speaking of the Chargers, they went to Houston today and got a very, very meaningful road victory over the Texans. That's a big loss for the Texans. It too. is. They, they they needed to um to to pick up ground or maintain with the Titans in the AFC South. Or even pick up on the Colts, who fell to the Steelers on Thanksgiving, and they couldn't do it. San Diego able to uh, to get the victory. I, I don't think there's much hope for them because of how strong the so, AFC West is and who they have also lost to, including the Dolphins. But San Diego getting it done on the road. Would you consider uh, O'Brien on the hot seat if they do not make the playoffs this year? He probably shouldn't be because, well, they were in the playoffs last year. Right. They So it's a step back with a $70 million quarterback. But I, I thought... I'm not saying... But I thought we were told that he had nothing to do with that. I agree. Which would which maybe means mean all the more reason. Which means that the Texans' ownership should be firing the general manager. I agree. Or whoever Who O'Brien is that. on the record. They don't get along. Right. So I don't know. It's a possibility. But let's just put it this way to tie into Penn State. Three years ago, after O'Brien was leaving, like, who would have thought that sitting there now, three years removed from that those seasons – that O'Brien would be the one who's possibly now I say that it's two months removed from Franklin, quote unquote, on the hot seat. But like right. Franklin's the one who is, you know, supposedly in talks about getting an extension right now. And O'Brien's the one where, you know, I, I don't know, but if they don't make the playoffs, there's definitely going to be questions about it. Right. You know, it's definitely going to be a topic, whether it's has any legs or not, who knows, but like, it'll definitely be something that people are talking about, especially in Houston, if they don't make the playoffs, because they've made the playoffs to not make the playoffs. I think basically what's going to happen is ownership's going to have to decide. Are we in on the GM or are we in on the coach? Right. We're, not we are. The Texans are six and five, five games to go. They have to travel on the road the next two weeks to Green Bay and Indianapolis. You know, those are toss ups. They then have to host Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Before ending the season at Tennessee, which could be the AFC South Championship. I kind of hope it is. Yeah, I do too. Just for fun. I do too. Uh, So, two toss-ups. At least one they should win. You could even say that about the Bengals too, that they should win that game. Well, if they're a playoff team. That's a game they need to win. Really, the only game that I would say. They need to go three and one in their next four and then make the Tennessee game matter. Because they'll be nine and six. And then Tennessee will probably be around that as well. They could, right. they might be even a game worse. Tennessee could be sitting there at eight and seven 
and either one, whoever wins is AFC South champ. Because, oh, uh, man, I hope it is. I hope it's a winner-take-all. <laughs> Winners in, losers done. It's basically an extra playoff game. You know, yeah. like that's... Because uh, now Houston won the first matchup. So if it's in the exact scenario I said, it would come down to conference tiebreaker then. Right. Or was yeah. it go divisional record first? I don't know. It's weird. I uh, That's the only thing I remember is that it's weird. It's not necessarily what you would think. Well, I know head-to-heads first. I'm pretty right. sure head-to-heads I, first. Right. But then I think it's division, or I it's think it's conference, conference not record, division? not divisional record. Okay. So stay tuned with that. Houston, Tennessee could be coming down to the wire. <sighs> oh, boy. This one didn't help you in the in the Cowboys not being the number one seed. Um, well, what's going on with the Buccaneers all of a sudden? See, like, it's like this, they're coming this, together this perfect in front of example. our eyes. Like, forget the number one seed. I'm just looking at teams that can beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. And the Seahawks, they play like today. Right. I mean, are definitely them. one of those teams, but not not if they play like they did today. Like you said, they this were is terrible. a double whammy for you, an Eagles fan, because, right, one, because a wild card team doesn't lose, and a team that you want to beat the Cowboys looks embarrassing. Right. They were terrible. Didn't score. Uh, like an offensive like touchdown, um, didn't score a touchdown at all. Um, and we're kind of lucky to hold Tampa to fourteen points. Um, it was just a weird game. I'm glad both touchdowns went to Mike Evans. Yes, that helped. Um, but again, it it was just I don't know. Seattle looked like they did earlier in the season. Like they looked, they regressed a lot in this game. Um, and Tampa. Um, it's basically, I think they're like tied with Atlanta right now, right? No, I think, isn't Atlanta seven and four? Uh, they, they could be, but I think, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Atlanta yeah, so seven and four. Atlanta seven and four, but Tampa's right there behind them. Um, and Atlanta, see, Tampa, they beat, split. Right. Tampa beat Atlanta the first game of the season. And then, so once again, lost. it come down to conference record, division right. record, tie and that win over Seattle could be huge because Atlanta lost to Seattle. On a controversial no call yeah. on the pass interference, like man. So, there, so there's that, another tight race towards the end, right? Yeah. So the uh, Buccaneers have go to San Diego, host the Saints, travel to Dallas, and the Saints again before oof. finishing with Carolina. Yeah, not an easy road. No, not for at all. The Buccaneers, but they're playing better. Hey, so. they got the win at home, fourteen to five. Right, and then one that came down to the wire. The Patriots, as they usually do, come out on top over the Jets 22-17, and Tom Brady gets his 200th win as NFL quarterback, tying Peyton Manning for number one all time. Right. New England just trying to keep pace with those Raiders, man. Yeah, and... (laughs) Who would have thought you'd be saying that? Exactly. Patriots, this game, you could see this coming from a mile away. The Jets are up 3-0 after the first quarter. Tied 10 at half. Tied 10 at half, and you know there's no way the Jets win this game. Then... They go up 17-13, though, you're thinking. No, they go up 17-13, and you're thinking there's no way they win this game. <laughs> like, they're the Jets. They're playing the Patriots. That's just not how this works. Um, and like you said, the Patriots trying to keep pace with the Raiders because the Raiders, in thrilling fashion. Yeah, 11 uh, points in the fourth. Matt McLuhan got in today. Yeah, he did. Derek Carr did hurt his see, hand. Yeah, did you see his pinky? That yeah, was gnarly. gross, yeah. But hey, Derek Carr and the Raiders, hey, just win, baby. They got it done. 35-32 right. over Carolina, and Carolina's playoff hopes are, are gone. Yeah, especially because they're the they're probably the worst team in their division right now, record-wise. I don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, head-to-head, you might say otherwise, but they haven't gotten done against other teams. Right, because so. the Saints are playing better than they were at points this year. And so in Tampa, we just talked about, and Atlanta still in first place. Let's take a look at the AFC's number one seed, the nine and two Oakland Raiders. What do they have over the last five weeks? Well, I'm going to tell you, there are going to be some doozies in here. They have host Buffalo. They might get some flex Sunday night games at this point too. Yeah, for sure. They host Buffalo this week. With the way they're playing, that should be a win. They're at home where they've actually kind of struggled this year, but then they go to Kansas City. Already a primetime game. Wow, that's going to be a massive game. Then they go to San Diego the next week before hosting Indianapolis, but finishing New Year's Day in Denver. Wow. Yeah, wow. So So they've got a kind of a gauntlet run here. Oakland beat San Diego earlier. So they're done with their home divisional games. Yeah, and they beat Denver. But they lost to Kansas City at home. Yeah. So San Di- the Oakland beat San Diego at home. Oakland beat Denver at home, but they lost to Kansas City. So 
The Kansas City one on December 8th is huge. That's a Thursday night game. Wow, what a game on Thursday night. That has the chance of being the best Thursday night game of the season. Yeah. Not wow. not counting the thanks, some of the Thanksgiving Day games. Yeah. Um, but Oakland at Kansas City, Thursday, December 8th. That one uh, will go a lot in determining the AFC playoff picture. And, hey, for me as a Dolphins fan, go Oakland. Yeah, separate <laughs> yourself, right? Win, win the games and, man... See, it is exciting to see them good again. And they've got so much young talent. Like, oh, Khalil Mack, Derek to, Carl, Tavius Murray, uh, Crabtree's, not, I mean, he's not that old. And I know no. he's in San Francisco first, but, um, the receiver from Cooper, Amari Cooper, like, it's crazy to think yeah. about. So, speaking of some AFC West teams, two others in a huge game just kicked off on Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Broncos. Both of them for this is a must win to keep pace with uh, Oakland. One of the teams, barring the third tie of the season, so if the Broncos is going to be a game behind, if the Broncos two games lose, behind. the Dolphins move into the sixth spot. Really? Yeah, they were explaining this on Red. Miami must have a better conference record. Yeah, something like if the Chiefs win, the Broncos oh, are in seventh spot. I mean, I guess. See, well, Miami doesn't play either team, so there will never be a head head to head tiebreaker. It'll all come down to conference record. So that's why I thought when division and division. When determining a divisional champ, I thought it was head-to-head division conference. But determining wild card, it was head-to-head it conference. Be. That might be. That would make sense to me. I don't know why in interdivision, when you're trying to divi- determine division champ, why you would jump to conference before division. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just remember that tie-breaking things are awfully weird sometimes. Well, you, you kind of think like when you're determining a division championship, like in high school football, if you go 0 and 3, but win seven, all, like using Lancaster 11 League Section 1 as the example. If Wilson would go 0 and 3 in non league, but go 7 and 0 in league, 7 and 3, and another team goes 2 and 1 right. in non league, but 6 and 1 with their only loss to Wilson. So they're 8 and 2, but because their loss was to Wilson, Wilson is the league champ despite a worse record because it, the, the league games are what matters. Well, this is. Look at Penn State. Right. Like, Penn State only has one l- league loss. Right. Whereas and Michigan has two. Michigan has two. And Ohio, Ohio State, State has, has one. one but Penn State has the head to head. But what I'm saying is, when you look at, like, right. the NFL, it's not. The NFL that doesn't way. care about that at all. No. Like, there's a divisional champ, but it's straight. They don't care what your divisional record was. Right. If you went 0 and 6 in the, in the division, but 10 and 0. That like would be nuts. Champ. I mean, that'd be tough to do. Right. And still have those other teams not finish. Yeah, have like, them be 9-7 and seven right. or 8-8 eight and eight or whatever. Can you imagine? That'd be, <laughs> that'd be that'd be I wonder what is like the the division champ that's had the worst division record. I'm sure there's Maybe. a team that's gone 2-4. and hey, four. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure there's had to be 3-3 three and three teams. Like, that's probably a pre- fairly common occurrence. Yeah. But imagine someone who went 1-5 and five or 2-4 and four and winning the division. That you won your other games, but you couldn't win the division. So Chiefs Broncos huge game on Sunday Night Football. So tune in to NBC for some great action. They're in the second quarter, and it's still zero zero. So which quarterback's going to make fewer mistakes? My money would be on Alex Smith because he's just that's who he's been his entire career. He has more career. experience making. But the Broncos and Trevor Simeon, I mean, he's looked good at times, right. but they're they're a quarterback away from being great, which is what I said when I did the preview and I bashed on the Broncos. Now they're making me look bad because they're seven and three, and I had him going. Between seven and nine, and nine and seven. Should they trade in this off season? So they trade for Tony Romo. Uh, yeah, I think they do. So here's, I heard people talking today. They think the Cowboys get a number one for Tony Romo. I don't think so. Oh, I, I don't, don't think, think they so. do. I don't. I think, but they were like, Eagles got a number one for Sam Bradford. Yeah, but the Vikings were stupid. And if you read, well, Sam Bradford is also younger and healthier. Right. And if you, which, which is, is crazy, crazy to think of. Yeah. But if you read, like Peter King's, like how that trade went down, like basically the. Roseman like couldn't believe that they offered a number one, like, and that's why they traded. Well, I could, when I when it came through, they had right, our text right. messages. Right. The the list between all of us, we we're just dying, laughing, it talking works about out it. They got the next great quarterback. So, <laughs> so Monday night, your team takes on the reeling Packers, who are four and six, and on the outside looking in for everything. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, the Eagles need a win. Good thing the Packers are coming." I'm like. No, I kind no, of Green Bay needs the, the win. The Packers need the win, and they're probably happy to see the Eagles. If the Eagles want to keep pace with the likes of the Buccaneers, oh yeah, they have they to got win. to win. Driving to five and six, this is a huge game that's, for both teams. That's tough. Yeah, well, 
Neither whoever teams... wins is still in the playoff picture. Whoever loses, it gets a lot more tough. Oh yeah, a lot more tough. Oh yeah. The Eagles would be under five hundred. Packers would be even farther under, four down to four seven. and seven. That would four and seven. They're one more trouble. loss, and you can't. You five hundred is the best you can go. Eagles at five and six, just with the knowing what's in front of them in the NFC East. Right. Who so, are you going to catch? So they're five and five. They're last place in their division. They'd be first place. Well, coming into the week, they would have been first place in the AFC North. Yeah, <laughs> at five and five. Yeah. So crazy. So that is your NFL Week Twelve. Before we go, just uh, a few mentions um, on. Penn State, you know what's yeah. going on. So they entered the day yesterday, no needing to see Ohio State beat Michigan if Penn State wanted to have the chance to go to Indianapolis and play for the Big Ten title. And for a long time, it didn't think that was going to happen. No, Ohio State looked awful. The kicker missed two easy field goals. He had been yeah. perfect on the season, and then um, some officiating mishaps along the way that people will argue uh definitely favored the Buckeyes. It was at Ohio State. Which is which is funny because I heard I read an article a week and a half ago talking about how the conspiracy theories would be out if Ohio State got jobbed in this and Michigan won because they thought that would be the scenario that Michigan still goes to the Big Ten championship. Michigan and Ohio State could both make the mm. playoff, like, but this way, like, I don't know. I don't see Michigan and Ohio State both making it, but I, I wouldn't say it's out of the question. Like, I don't because th- it was a double overtime loss, right? And because of those things and Harbaugh going off the deep end. And- I, we could do an entire show about this, but I just, the hypocrisy that comes about when it comes to these playoff decisions is just maddening because people want to say, oh, well, you know, they only lost to Ohio State in overtime. You know, well, Penn State didn't lose to Ohio State. They right. beat Ohio State. Right. Then they'll say, well, Michigan beat Penn State. Yeah, eight weeks ago. Right, with fifth string walk-on with, linebackers. Yeah, literally so no scholarship linebackers. talk about injuries at other places. Like, Why does it count that? for one team right. but not for if another? If you want to talk about bad calls – how about Ben Smith getting kicked out of the Penn State game and then the Big Ten officials basically Brandon the, Smith, the, Brandon Smith. Yeah, sorry, Brandon Smith coming back and saying afterwards, yeah, oh, it was yeah, a bad that call. Was a stupid call. All right. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it about bad calls in you know, Michigan. Or, you know, I don't want to hear it. They gave that game away. They gave it away. They gave that game away. Did they have some close calls not go their way down the stretch? Yes. But that happens to every team. And they gave the game away. The quarterback threw a pick six, threw another interception that set Ohio State up at their at Michigan's fifteen, and fumbled inside the five going in for a touchdown. Maybe you shouldn't have lost that, or maybe yeah. you don't lose at Iowa, who is I'm, terrible this year. Uh, yeah, I'm resigned to the fact that Penn State, even if they beat Wisconsin, isn't going to make the playoffs. No, they're just not because, and, and they have two losses. So, like, it's yeah, frustrating, be, but like, okay, like. It would be incredibly infuriating, though, if one of Clemson or Washington would lose in their championship games, and it's Alabama, Ohio State, and then they pick Michigan to go in. That would be furious. If they pick the second and third place teams from our division and not... It's not the champion. Right. right. And now, I think it becomes interesting... since the end of September. It becomes interesting if Wisconsin... I don't hope they don't win, but if Wisconsin were to win... Because lost then both of them. they lost to both of them. Right. So, like, then, like, Ohio State, I think, has... Yeah, the, it's interesting definitely. because right now, now the CFP standings are not out. They are right. Tuesday night. And it's weird because they were emphasizing today that people were emphasizing, like, that they, like, AP and coaches, like, it's all kind of relative week to week. Like, they use, like, where were they last week? Who who they who they beat? Who they, they said... In theory, and they've been told repeatedly that that's not how it works. Like every week, the playoff committee gets together and it's like, this is how we rank them this week, like standalone from last week. Well, that's why we've seen Penn State just creep up. Like, right. It was a shock when they came in at 11 or whatever oh it was. Gosh, yeah. The first, the first ratings that came out because Penn State was barely in the top 25 and the right. CFP. I'll be honest. I was, I was watching it and I figured they weren't in it. I was like, oh, man, we're ranked in the AP and coaches poll, but we're out of the playoff. Like, oh, well. And then we And then you're at 11. 12, and I'm like, 12, whatever it crap, was. You I know, couldn't believe it. 
But now we're only up to eight after all the chaos that's right. happened in front. It's like people aren't buying into it now or they don't want to believe but I look it at or it there's as, still politics I look at about it as things from five have, years ago we have a playing chance, on people's minds. We have a chance to beat a team ahead of us yet in the, in the four division, four right. conference champion. And we would have won the best conference in college fo- football this year. This year. The best division in the best conference in college football this year. Right. There's nothing else you could really do. That like, I wouldn't be mad if Penn State gets left out as long as Michigan doesn't get in. If Ohio State's the team that makes it over them, they have one, one loss, loss on, on in the road it. at the best stadium in in college football. Right. I I can't. I'm not mad really about that. that. Penn State shouldn't have lost to Pitt. If you don't right. lose to Pitt, you're not in that situation. Right. They're a one loss exactly. team. Exactly. And or, or or even if. Pitt's better. Like, how did Pitt lose four games this year? Who knows? I know because they're Pitt. That's yeah, why. Pitt. Let's on our wah, first wah. Facebook show, we just have Pitt fans coming after us as we make fun of them. That's okay. I can take it. I got so many things to say to them. But anyways, all right. So I think that's everything. We're gonna wrap up here. Thanks for joining us on our first uh, live show. Um, sorry we didn't do any contact info, text, calls, emails. You can get a whole ton of information on the show at jmnjrradio.com. And uh, I have no idea when Justin and I will be back here. We still have a Bulldog Hour to do at least one. But we're probably going to take a holiday break because of the way the holidays are set up this year. Everything's on a Sunday, and I don't think we'll be broadcasting on Christmas Day or New Year's Day. I already kind of put that in the schedule. Oh, did you? Well, <laughs> you should just do a 24-hour event from the day before, like noon Christmas Eve to noon Christmas Day, and then the same thing New Year's Eve to New Year's I mean, Day. What could possibly go wrong? I nothing. <laughs> On the other hand, Christmases in the future would probably be wide open. Yeah, true. We probably <laughs> wouldn't have anything to, have to do the next few years. So you gotta you gotta always plan for the future. So if we mess up now, then the calendar's wide open. <laughs> So it would be wide open. <laughs> wide open. Because we'd be dead. <laughs> so well, you may not hear from us until January, which is crazy to think about here. We're sitting in November, but you probably won't hear from us until January 8th, which we'll be talking about the, the wild card playoffs. And, and Penn State's college football playoffs. The national okay. championship game yeah, yeah. that clearly they'll be in. Because why not? Because why not? We're the team to upset Alabama. <laughs> My heart would explode. Like, yeah, literally. I know. That's not a figurative statement. Miami runs the table and goes 12 and 4. Wilson beat upsets Central Catholic you, and goes to the state title uh, game. Penn State goes to play Alabama. Let's not even talk about it. It's just, like, it's just out there. It's just crazy. Although I've been saying that I think for the last four to six weeks and now, nothing has happened. Now, so now we've, we can cross section this into a, uh, you know, we, we can count this as fan fiction. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? I'm all for it. All right. Well, since we may not be around um, broadcasting around the holidays, we'll you know hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Hope everyone has a great holiday season, an early uh, Christmas greetings. Have a happy New Year, and we'll talk to everyone in 2017. All right. Sounds good. All right. For Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. This was episode 218 of the Joe Mays and J Raff Show. We'll see you in 2017 for episode 219. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.